Alrighty guys, we're back with another episode of Behind the Vinyl. Um, Amorphous, uh, finished um, Metalers, uh, just recently released their, their latest record and it topped the finished charts, number one in the combined charts over the likes of the Adele's and the Ed Sheeran's and so on and so forth that, that are currently out at the moment. So um, we caught up with Tommy from from Amorphous just to to chat all things Amorphous and talk about this record and um, hope you enjoy, hope you enjoy the chat and um, enjoy the show. I think, I also think, I mean, you have all this, um, well, the way I look at it, you have all this melancholy as well in the uh, in the Nordic countries, and, you know, with with the winter and with the woods. And I think Sweden have the most um, the most households where people live alone, so to speak, in, yeah. in all the world, whatever. It is. Yeah, yeah. So I think yeah, that has something to do with it as well. Yeah, and I think in the Finnish metal. I think we have to think our parents listened lots of this. Uh, I don't know what's the right word for that, but like slogger kind of music yeah. that they they had places where they danced during the weekends, and um, and that music was really sad and melancholic, uh, romantic also in the other hand. But but still, I think that really stuck in our minds. And when when people started to uh, compose metal music in in the early nineties, I think they were kind of brainwashed for those <laughs> melody yeah. lines, and you can find those lines also in Amorphis music. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Very cool. Um, Amorphis, you got a new record coming out, Halo, coming out on February eleventh. Um, yeah. Finland has definitely been locked down and and probably hit pretty hard with with the COVID thing. How did you guys? How was it to 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 record and create and all that kind of stuff? Did that help you in any way, or did it did it hinder your your creation? Well, well both, I think. Of course, when we started to really work with this album, we haven't had any shows or that many shows for the starting. So when I started, I was feeling myself kind of rusty. Uh, and I was kind of horrified that I have to start everything <laughs> again. But after a couple of days, it started to work again and I found the right flow again. And um, my original plan was to travel to Sweden, to Örebro, to Jens place to record my yep. stuff. But, uh, because of this COVID thing, I recorded everything here in uh, Finland. And Jens also had a plan to come here, come fly over to Helsinki and uh, record with me. But uh, that was close, really close that it happened. But uh, I think it, it happened in in airport in Stockholm that he wasn't allowed to come to Finland. So got a weird situation. Actually, it, it was that close. He, he literally got to the airport. Yeah, 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 yeah. And there were some some rules that he he couldn't come here because he didn't have some I don't know what but uh, was that close. But actually, he came here and we recorded 
maybe three days, we did some really final lines with him. But mostly it was recorded with Jonas Olsen, who was the pre-productive guy. But this time he also had to record final uh, vocal lines. Of course, we talk a lot with Jens all the time and, and we sent over all the final things that we did in studio. But uh, for me personally, I was happy that I didn't have to go to Sweden because of this COVID thing. Uh, nowadays, I also work, I do kind of social work and uh, I felt that it's more safe to stay at Finland instead of going to Sweden and get COVID from there. Because yep. I'm working with people, so I, I, I was really, I was, I was not nervous, but I, I just wanted to take it easy, you know. And uh, of course, it was easier to record everything here in, in Finland. I recorded my stuff in Helsinki, and uh, I, I live like an hour drive from Helsinki, so it was quite comfortable that I could come back to home and, and do my stuff after the long recording day.
that is that is something that has really uh, been a big part of the whole COVID thing. That nowadays we're all zooming, skyping, uh, we're doing Teams, whatever it is, um, and that's just the uh, the natural evolution of things when people can't really meet up in life, in uh, so to speak. But do you think it will? continue being like this even though if covid the whole thing goes away you think it will continue being like this that you will you might produce an album you have the producer somewhere else maybe it's jens you know blue or whatever and you just do it at home and you send files back and forth and stuff like that or you miss that that human element of actually being in the same room together well I don't know what happens in the future, but uh, for us, this kind of this way of working, it it, it uh, worked pretty well. And of course, you kind of miss this uh, thing that you can really sit down with some people and, and instead of just sending emails and stuff. But uh, luckily, I was able to work with Jonas, and he's he's great. And uh, I think for me personally, it was a little bit less stressful to record everything in, in Finland because I, I have family and uh, I really like sports. <laughs> so I, I felt really relaxed that I can do something totally different after the long studio day. And uh, of course, if you are thinking about uh, like traveling, flying, stuff, it might be a good way of working that you can just send some uh, emails and stuff. But uh, of course, you you miss the real person and and you you miss the chemistry that happens when you are sharing the same room. And uh, I think for producer, it's it's really important to be at the, at the same room because uh, lots of things for us happens in in in. Uh, in the recording room, there there might be some great ideas or great uh, accidents that happens during the uh, during the recording days, and sometimes you find totally new angles or totally new ways of approaching your your music, and of course you, of course you are missing all these funny things when you are not. Uh, recording at the same room with uh, the producer but uh let's see I, I think this will remain in some point but uh on the other hand i really miss miss the situation that you can really dig deeper to your art and and really uh really can uh cooperate deeper with the producer
Yeah. That, that's, that's the biggest thing I would have thought, you know, like, because the producer's job is really to get the, the he's basically a coach, you know, to get the best performance out of it. Yeah. And, and, and you could do a great performance, you know, you could be by yourself um, in Finland, record a great performance to come across. It sounds, it sounds great, but, but um, you know, you, you hear about these producers, whether it's um, like we talked to someone who worked with Dave Cobb uh, recently, who's in their face, actually had a tambourine in between them when they're recording live and bouncing around and screaming at them. Or you have Ross Robinson that, uh, you know, that in the older days would be screaming at the corn guys to get the, to take it to that, that another level. And I think that's what, um, that's what bands will probably, you know, go back to, you know, because yeah. the, yeah, especially producers will demand that, you know, they, he wants to be in the same room so he can, he can get that, that extra 10% or 15% out of you. And I think, yes, he's, he's really like, a, he wants to take thousands of takes. And, and uh, I think for him, it was horrible because he's really uh, picky. He, he wants that everything is perfect. And yep. uh, that's sometimes a little bit annoying when you are a singer and, and you have to repeat the same line like 20 times or something. And, and you feel that this is great. And he says that this is great, but can we still do it great in other way? <laughs> you know, <Yeah. laughs> uh, and that's sometimes really frustrating. But I totally understand it. That's, that's his job. Uh, but uh, I have to thank Jens that he was able to do this album in, in this way also. And yeah. I, I think it ended up pretty pretty nice. But uh, it must be horrible for, for a person like Jens who wants to have all the strings in his yes. hands. <laughs> well, it's, uh, sp- speaking with Jens and, and, and more so in particular, the songs that are on the record, um, how did you come to choose the songs? Because we understand there was a there was a lot more songs written than that, than is actually on the record. And uh, wh- whose decision did it come to to choose the? Because you had thirty songs, right? Yes. Was that was that Jens who put them down, or was was it you guys collectively that uh, that trimmed them down? Uh, yes, did all that, and. Uh... The guys sent all the songs for Jens, but all the songs had only like instrumental parts. And uh, because it's it, it takes so much time to compose all the lyrics and, and stuff. And, and we didn't have that much lyrics. Also had like 15 poems or something like this. So we wanted him to pick maybe 15 the most interesting songs and after that, we started to really work with them. And I think it's a good choice. Why to have a producer if he's not able to produce, you know? <laughs> so he always has the last word. And uh, that's, that helps. And I, I think it's, it's great if the band can give uh, freedom for producer to do his job. And, uh, I think with Jens, he's he's been great help for us. He he gave lots of new ideas. He put lots of 
layers to our music and uh, made it a little bit more interesting. And, uh, it's nice that someone really wants to put that much time to our music and I have to really respect that point also.
did you do I, that same that same kind of thing for the last album? Did you have an excess of you know? Did you have songs written for the last record that you didn't use? Yes, we always always have like twenty songs or twenty five songs, and uh, of course every every one of the songs are not super good, but it, it's great that everyone has a chance to bring own ideas. So we are trying to work with democracy in a band. Of course, there are two guys who are composing most of the stuff. I mean, Sanderi and Esa. Yep. Uh, they are composing lots of stuff. But also Tommy Koivusari and Polipe uh, Kleinet, bass player, they also did some stuff. And I think we are releasing everything that we recorded. I think we recorded maybe 15. 13 songs, I can remember. But uh, I think we are going to release everything. So there are a couple of songs uh, outside of this album also coming, and they're great songs also. Going back to to the last record, sorry, Nicholas, just um, one more thing. Going back to the last record and those songs that that you didn't use for that last record, were, were any of the songs on this record, were they the skeletons from those songs written in the past? Or are these all brand new compositions? Uh, these are brand new, I think. Or maybe the last song. I, I think Tommy Koivusari showed this song maybe for the previous album also. Can't remember. But usually we just forget those songs because there is a reason why why we didn't do why we didn't work with those ones. Maybe they were not good enough. So why not to just forget them, you know? <laughs> Maybe some of the guys might use those ideas with some other bands or other projects. I don't know. But I, I think it's always to, it's always great to have like a new start. And uh, that's the best solution, if you ask me. Yeah. I just, I just fi- I find it really interesting that you give that much power to Jens to be the one to to pick the music or the musical ideas to to work with. Uh, was there a lot of disagreement when he finally picked the stuff and you thought, well, this idea we think is a lot better than or whatever, stuff like that? Well, not that much. I think that might be the case previous albums but there there wasn't any fights or anything like that and uh, I, I'm not sure what Ingvi Malmsten for example would like to work with <laughs> yes Borgren but for us it, <laughs> it worked pretty well because uh, when there are six guys in a band there are always six opinions and uh, some of the guys they have been working in studio producing other bands and uh, if you start to talk about ideas or how should we do this part of the song there's too much opinions you know and when we don't have any any leader in a band it's great that there is a guy outside of the band who is doing these big uh, decisions very cool and and this this you go nicholas um, no, I just I just think that 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 involves, you know, that involves a lot of trusting um, in Jens from you guys. Of course, and 
that's why we picked him in in uh, in, uh, in the beginning. Uh, we heard some albums that he recorded, and, and we really digged what he was doing. And uh, there is a reason why we picked him. So why not use him as a real producer? You know. And uh, when you trust a guy, you have to give also freedom because it's stupid to work if everyone is complaining all the time. There is no point of doing that. So I, I understand it that some people might think that is this real amorphous music or is this Jens Bogren music? Right. But for us, this we just want to that our music sounds. Great and, and working with the ends that will definitely sound great.
do you do you see him as an extended member of the band now? Uh, yeah, you might say that also, but I, I think we don't know what happens in the future because he's been talking that he would like to do more some some other things than producing or recording stuff. So this might be the last album with him, which is great also because you need to have new angles and, and new ways of uh, doing stuff. And uh, if you are just working with one guy, that might be a little bit boring for fans. But I, I don't know what happens in the future. Uh, but uh, it's it's been great to work with Jens, that's for sure. That's really cool. Um, Atomic Fire, it's also your first record on Atomic Fire and... Um and and but basically one of the first records ever on Atomic Fire. Uh, just so all the listeners know, Atomic Fire is is an offshoot of what uh, was uh, the the heart, heart of Nuclear Blast. You know what what started Nuclear Blast. Um, you 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 must be happy to work with those guys. Of course, it's, it's something that you can really trust. Uh, it, it's it's a new label, but at the at the same time. For me, it, it, it feels like nothing has changed, you know. <laughs> yes, it, it's the uh, same family. Same family yeah, members it's the same in family, a different house. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And, and they've been doing this so many years, so... Uh, I don't know. It's a little bit confusing, so to speak. But uh, of course we are proud that we, we are part of that family and and uh, we are friends with with some guys from, from the label and, and they really respect Amorphis history of the records and, and uh, they want to put lots of effort for our band so we would be happier I don't know uh, how many bands they have at this point but when we talk that we will uh, start to work with them I, I think they all only had like a couple of bands but now, now, now they are getting more bands in the label and uh, I think everyone who's been following Nuclear Blast they kind of understand what is uh, what what this atomic fire is about. So it's a good start for the label.
Well, going back, I mean, this this album is, is, is part of a trilogy. And, and going back to 2015 with Under the, um, Under the Red Cloud, uh, was, I mean, how much of this trilogy was mapped out seven years ago? Was it just like loose ideas or were there like, you know, how did you look at it in 2015? Well, I think the word trilogy comes from uh, Atomic Fire record. We don't see it as a trilogy. I think trilogy is coming more uh, from, from the team that we've been working with these three albums. I mean, Jens as a producer, Val Noir, the core art guy, and also studios and stuff. So I think it's, it's, it's more like the way we've been working these three albums. And uh, I guess the next album after this Halo, it, it's going to be kind of a new start for us, a band. We, we have to figure out what we are going to do in, in the future. And... Uh, we must admit that we are not young guys anymore, but I hope that we can do this for 10 or 15 years. <laughs> Let's see. And uh, it's interesting what will happen in the future. We have uh, lots of fans around the world, and uh, when this COVID thing is over, we can do this for living again. And uh, every everyone is uh, healthy and motivated. And uh, I think we have still lots of more interesting things in the future to happen absolutely great and we're kind of running out of time so just to just to um end it um i just wanted to get your vibe on this where main metal rock and metal in general mainstream media kind of basically doesn't touch us and so on and so forth but um finland in particular like this this week um there's another there's a metal band number one in the charts. A couple of weeks ago, there was a number metal band number one in the charts, and on the on the week after February 11th, there's going to be another metal band number one in the charts, being Amorphous. <laughs> and, and how do you feel about that? Does it ever just like you ever go? What? Why doesn't mainstream media support us? Like, um, uh, or do you think that's actually a good thing? Well, as a music fan, I see. See, it's boring because my metal has been always like an underground thing, you know. When I was a teenager, I kind of found a secret thing and uh, I wanted to keep it as a secret for a small group that we knew something that those other guys didn't know, you know. It was interesting and, and, and secret thing and that's a uh, that's a catch-22 i understand what you're saying but that's a that's a catch-22 because um now that you're in the band you kind of want it to go beyond those people so you can <laughs> you can fill the world you know you can you can get to south america australia and all that yeah yeah and of course when i'm uh being a musician it, it's great that we have lots of audience in finland and also around the world and, and you can do music uh, for your living. It's been the same uh, for some pop bands, maybe 16, 60 years, but it's, it's not been, it's been the case for metal bands. 
uh, especially from Finland. But uh, yeah, it's, you know, I think it's the same that happened with punk rock in the 70s that some of the musicians who, who was playing punk music, they wanted to have it really re- rebellious music. And uh, I think uh, when I started to really listen metal music when I was maybe 15 or 16, I, I, I really loved underground music. And uh, all those bands who were underground in that time, they are not that underground anymore. But, uh, you know, kind of hate it and love it at the same time. <laughs> um, thanks for your time, man. It's a pleasure. Uh, congratulations on the album. It's killer and, and good luck. Thanks, guys. Um, yeah. And thanks for your time and we'll talk soon. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Okay, Enjoy. Have a good day. Bye-bye. 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 Bye-bye.